0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. There it is. The bridge of death. Look, there's the old man. Ryan Gates. He is the keeper of the bridge of death. He asks each traveler three questions. He who answers the three questions may cross in safety. What if you get a question wrong? Then you are cast into the Gorge of Eternal Peril. It's the Nightcap. Who would cross the Bridge of Death must answer me these questions thee. the other side he see. What is your name? It is Ryan Gates, King of the Prisons. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What? Is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow? Huh? I I don't know that. (laughs) Who do you know so much about swallows? Well, you have to know these things when you're a king, you know. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, good evening. It is the nightcap here on WGR, and sorry if you were listening and you heard Ryan Gates getting your hopes up. I made this open, had been close to three years ago when I used to kind of hang around and kind of jump in with Ryan Gates here and there. But uh, Ryan's not in, of course, but it's Brayton Wilson here. I'm here, I'm here, it's the bridged version of the nightcap as we're getting you ready for tonight's Monday night football game right here on WGR between the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles at their new spiffy stadium, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood I believe that it's in. The 5-1 and one Bears, who, who would have thought that the Bears would be 5-1 this season. I certainly didn't think they were going to be 5-1 and one, against the 4-2 and two Rams. And the Rams, I don't know who many people thought they were going to be 4-2. and two. One of their losses, the Rams this year coming against the Bills in week three. And then I think they lost their most recent matchup with the 49ers, if I'm correct. But a good matchup for Monday Night Football tonight. We'll have that coverage beginning right at 7.30 right here on WGR with Westwood's 1's coverage. It'll be in 8.15 kickoff here on WGR. In the meantime, I'm here. I'm hanging out with you for a little bit here. And we'll talk a little bit about the Bills and going forward into this week's game against the New England Patriots here on WGR. And yesterday, I'll... Talk about quickly about yesterday's game and my thoughts because I really kind of just want to push that aside and just kind of forget about that game. Not necessarily forget about it because there are some good things to take out of that game. But honestly, it's one of those games where watching it yesterday, obviously you're thinking into the second quarter when it's 10-0 Jets. You're thinking, oh, man, is is this really going to be the the week where the Jets get their first win against the Bills? what is going on here? What? Why is Buffalo not playing aggressive against one of the worst football teams in the entire NFL? What's going on with the defense again? And these questions pretty much lasted probably right up until the point where Dane Jackson made the interception late in the second quarter. And of course, the Bills didn't look perfect. The offense couldn't find the end zone whatsoever. They did technically once, but it was called back on a Illegal formation penalty, which I thought was a very ticky-tacky call. But nonetheless, Tyler Bass converts six of eight kicks. He sets the franchise mark for attempted kicks with eight. And he ties the franchise mark for kickoffs or for field goals made in a game with six. So... Tyler Brass obviously coming through in the clutch, getting those 18 points, all 18 points for the Bills. The defense in the second half really stepped up their game. Uh, Jerry Hughes said yesterday in his postgame press conference that the Bills really made that initiative during halftime to say, hey, let's regroup, let's get out there, and let's completely shut things down. Let's not give the Jets anything more. And I get it. There's a lot of people that say, well, it's the Jets. They're the worst team in the NFL. This is what you expect. This is what you should do against the worst teams in the NFL. But it's, it's a good get me up for the defense to not only come out, make that performance in that second half, but going up against this Patriots team this upcoming week, that's been pretty bad. Patriots currently sitting at two and four, and they're not sitting pretty right now in the AFC East. They're third in the AFC East behind the Bills at number one and the Dolphins at number two. And a lot of people thought, oh, well, this is the Patriots division this year. This is the Patriots. Uh, it's still, let me rephrase it's still the Patriots division this year until someone beats them, uh, including the Bills or the Dolphins or even the Jets. But I don't know if the Jets are going to win it all this year but this is still the dolphins division or the the patriots division to win the AFC East. And they're sitting in third right now at 2 and 4. Cam Newton does not look like the Cam Newton that we saw in the first two or three weeks of the season, right? We thought after the first three weeks it's like, "Man, Cam Newton, is he back? Is he playing Arguably at, a, at the, maybe not the MVP level that he was playing at in 2015, but he but he got a little bit of spark from joining a new team in New England and playing for Bill Belichick and going to Foxborough, right? We're seeing a rejuvenated Cam Newton from all these injuries that he's had over the past couple of years. And over the past three games, it's been kind of rough. He went 9-15 of 15 yesterday against the 49ers. For just 98 yards and three interceptions. That's ugly. Jared Stidham comes in. He didn't fare much better either. I think it was 6 of 10 for 64 yards. But he threw a pick as well. So the Patriots coming into this game. 2 and 4. Coming to Buffalo. Yes, there's going to be no fans. Probably in attendance once again for the game. Which is unfortunate, but the Bills certainly are the better team, and I think last I saw, they're three and a half point favorites on the Patriots this upcoming week. But looking ahead, there's there's been some discussions where you know are we should we be worried about this week's matchup against the Patriots? How you know how how much are people taking this week's matchup into account? I think this week's matchup is certainly important for the Bills because the next two weeks you're going to be facing the top two offenses in the entire NFL and the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. That's no easy task to go about. And you definitely want to make a statement where the Bills are planting that flag saying, yes, we are the top team. In the AFC East, we are the number one team. We are the favorites to win the division, to host the playoff game come January, and be the top team in the AFC East for the first time in that, since 1995. I want the Bills to win this game, and I think they should win this game. Yes, I know it's Bill Belichick, and you know is is there's always a debate whether it's oh hey did. Tom Brady make Bill Belichick or did Bill Belichick make Tom Brady? Uh Tom Brady. Brady's no longer in New England. We've seen kind of what the Patriots are without Brady. It's been a little bit of good and more bad. And Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, uh he's he's doing pretty good. He's not playing too bad for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got Tampa Bay right now in terms of Passing yardage—he's—he's he's got them as the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth team in the entire NFL, eighth-ranked passing team in the entire NFL. The Bills are number six in terms of yards per game. Cowboys are still number one, even without Dak Prescott anymore. And that hit against Andy Dalton yesterday was just—was uh, a garbage hit. Should not belong in the NFL. And. The guy who made the hit probably should be suspended. He's not going to, but I'll I'll take a step back. I'll digress. Back to the Bills. So the Bills, obviously, this week are going to be facing a Patriots team who uh, can certainly run the ball. Cam Newton has proven that. And they also have other options, too. They have James White. They did have Sonny Michelle, but I'm not sure if he's going to be available because I think he was placed recently on the COVID-19 list, the reserve COVID-19 list. They have other options too. Uh, Damien Harris, I believe, is one of their options. Rex Burkhead is always a threat. In terms of rushing yards per game, the Patriots rank fourth. They're currently right now fourth at 155 yards per game. So that's one thing that the Bills are going to have to take into consideration is the fact that, yeah, we're facing a Patriots team that can run the ball fairly well. They can run the ball, and the Bills defense has had problems stopping the run. I mean, the Chiefs game was bad. 245 yards against. Clyde Edwards-Lair ran all over them. Uh, the first half last this past Sunday against the Jets, Frank Gore got good yardage in the first half. Luckily, they shut things down in the second half. They didn't give up much to Derrick Henry, or Josh Jacobs for that matter, but the Rams were able to run all over the Bills. So that's something to take into effect. However, when you're looking at the passing offense and also the overall offense for New England, this is a game where the the defense, once again, can kind of get themselves back and regrouped and ready to go against Seattle and Arizona coming up in the next two weeks after the Patriots game this Sunday because... The Patriots overall in offense are getting just about 352 yards per game. The Jets are dead last at 264.3 yards per game. The Giants are right behind them, 282.4. And by quick count, the Patriots are ninth from the bottom at 352.2. Other offenses that are gaining more yards per game than the Patriots, the Lions, the Bengals, the Colts with Phillip Rivers, the Texans, Sean Watson, shouldn't be surprising, uh, and Carolina. Everyone else is kind of in that boat of, okay, that's not too surprising, but the Patriots offense has been quite bad this year. And yes, they've had a lot going on over the past few weeks. They've had the issues with COVID-19. They've had to shuffle schedules around. They've had to get their bye week advanced early for the Broncos week. And then they play in the next week against the Broncos. And this past week, they played the 49ers, and, uh, and, and they got blown out at home. I believe it's the worst home loss that they've had in the Bill Belichick era at Gillette Stadium. So this game for the Bills is a great chance... For the defense to really come up in the clutch again against a team that really doesn't pass the ball extremely well with Cam Newton, in terms of passing yards per game, the Patriots are right near the bottom again. They're fifth from the bottom, 197.2 yards per game in the air. That's not great. Whereas the Bills, 279.9 yards per game. So the defense can really come up in the clutch, can really find a way to get them back in back in touch, back in sync, and get themselves ready for Seattle and Arizona. And I, and I understand. I understand people are probably saying, hey, don't look too far ahead. Old cliche. Take it one game at a time. Sure, I understand that. One game at a time, I'm fine with that. But this is certainly a matchup for the Bills that they certainly could take advantage of when it comes to getting the defense right. As for the the offense, the Bills' offense are going to be going up against the Patriots' defense. That's right in the middle of the road. Right in the middle of the road, they're averaging 360.3 yards against per game. Where the Patriots' defense tends to struggle is they tend to struggle in the run game. They're giving up 132.2 yards per game in the run game. And in terms of passing, they're giving up an average of 228.2 yards per game. So not terrible for pass defense. I think they're going to have Stefan Gilmore back for this game. They, they could have him back against the Bills. I think that was the earliest that he could come back um, since he was put on the reserve COVID-19 list. So that'll be a challenge for Josh Allen and and, and the Bills' offenses in, in the air. And especially if the Bills don't have John Brown readily available for them because of his knee injury, that's going to be a significant blow to them as well because we've seen that, Josh, uh, that John Brown has a significant impact in the offense in terms of g- allowing the Bills to stretch the field and allowing them to go for the deep pass, and without him... Guys have been able to double team Stefan Diggs quite well. They've been able to limit those deep plays, but the positive is, is that they've been able to get some nice over the middle sort of plays, uh, plays to like Cole Beasley available, or if they want to get it uh, a quick check down to like Devin Singletary or somebody like that. They've been able to do that with relative success. And again, a key point to the offense this year and Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, Brian Dable have all brought it up getting the ball down the field, moving the ball down the field, and being efficient with the football. And this week was an issue for the Bills because they could not find the end zone. They got to the red zone, but they could not get the ball into the end zone beyond the goal line. There should have been one, but it was called back. And they had to settle for the six field goals. The defense stepped up. Bills got the win, 18-20. They're 5-2 and on the season, atop the AFC East. And now they have the chance to really set themselves up to make a statement in this game against the Patriots because it's another divisional game you get another divisional win then you go up against a couple of NFC West teams who if you lose to them sure it's, it's another like the Seattle game to me is the is maybe the more important one between the them and the Cardinals the Cardinals are good like i think that the Cardinals defense this year is extremely underrated I think that they have they really have a lot working for them. The the pass rush has been good. The secondary is is pretty darn good there, especially with Buda Baker, who had a great intercept who had an interception yesterday and then got chased down by DK Metcalf. But the Cardinals are still good, but Seattle is again one of these matchups where you're going up against a top of the line team in the NFL, a top-tier team like the Chiefs, like the Titans. You've got to go out there, especially against the Seahawks, at home and make a statement game there. It all starts with the Patriots. I understand that. But this, this Patriots game, I see it as a setup for the Seattle game. Go out there, get right offensively and defensively against the Patriots team. Yes, the Patriots are still relatively good. They do have a decent defense still, but really figure out that way to shut down Cam Newton. Go out there, take him out of the game for the Patriots. Take him out of the equation and then focus on, uh, and then you're going to be able to take that and really utilize that and, and look ahead to how do you defend Russell Wilson? How do you defend Kyler Murray? And after that, you've got Justin Herbert coming up as well. I mean, Justin Herbert's not much of a mobile quarterback in terms of running. He can get loose, and he certainly can run with the ball, but I don't think he's much of a, really much of a guy that's going to take off. Like, a, like He's got athleticism, but I don't think he's like a Josh Allen or like a Russell Wilson, not that I've really seen. He's more of a pocket guy. After that, you got Ben Roethlisberger, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo. So still some good matchups to come for the Bills this upcoming Not only this upcoming week, but also throughout this whole schedule. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Bills will attack the Patriots, how they'll game plan against this team. Because I think personally that they are able to go out there and if they can put up a great overall effort and and put up maybe arguably their best 60 minutes of football all season. I think they're setting themselves up for a very good run before the bye week against the Seahawks and against the Cardinals. And yes, like Sal Capaccio, he wrote an article, WGR550.com, go read it. He's excited for this week, and everybody should, because this is your chance to really plant your flag again, like I said, as the top AFC East team right now and ending the dynasty for New England. Go out there, make your statement game, go out there, play a full 60 minutes and play a really damn good 60 minutes. Get a win and set yourselves up for the perfect opportunity to go out there and perform well against the Seahawks and Cardinals coming up. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in for this bridged version of the nightcap. Brayton Wilson here with you. Thanks again. Uh, Monday Night Football coming up. Rams and Bears here on WGR. Westwood won coverage beginning at 730. Kickoff is at 815. I'm Brayton Wilson. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Jody Biassi will be back later this week right here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.